Welcome to another episode of the Soul Savvy Podcast. My name is Anna Bediones, also known as A to the Bed. Today, I am joined by Kiefer Ravenna, the latest addition to the Jordan brand roster, making him the first Filipino athlete to join the brand. I don't usually host this podcast, but this story is pretty special to me being Filipino myself. Kiefer is a pro basketball player in the PBA, the Philippine Basketball Association. He was the second overall draft pick in his class in 2017. He's also the captain of the Philippine national basketball team, Gilas Filipinas, who are currently preparing for this year's Asia Cup. Kiefer, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I know it's late there. We're 12 hours apart. How are you doing? I'm good. I appreciate the invite. You know, I'm a big fan of you guys and just an honor being in your podcast. Thank you. Filipinos represent. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I was actually, um, when I saw the Jordan Brand announcement, it felt a little emotional for me, which I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. I called my dad. I was like, dad, did you see this? And uh, he gave me like a mini uh, history lesson on your dad, who was a pro player. Yeah, yeah. Time, um, we'll, which we'll talk about. But first and foremost, I wanted to ask, what does this mean to you being the first Filipino athlete to be signed with one of the world's biggest brands? And what do you think this means for Filipinos as a whole? Oh, it's crazy, uh, especially, you know, as you said, it's being the first. So hopefully it opens a lot of doors just for all the Filipino athletes who, who could just you know, continue to work hard and pursue their dreams. And uh, hopefully I can inspire them by being part of a family, part of a brand that's uh, well represented all throughout, right? Uh, all sports, uh, not only in basketball. So, you know, I'm just hoping to trailblaze a lot of paths for future Filipino athletes to, you know, represent, do their own thing and just be them and, you know, um hopefully with with me uh they can take notice of how we are in terms of uh how competitive how passionate we are with 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 sports so just just honored to be part of the family and you know speaking of family you come from a family of elite athletes yourself so like i mentioned your dad was a pro ball player he was like the rookie of the year in 92 um he was drafted like number five overall my dad gave me like a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Surprise. That, your mom was also a, na- on, a player on the national volleyball team. Your brother plays on Team Philippines with you. And then your sister also plays volleyball. Did you know early on that pro sports was the path for you? Yeah, for me personally, it was like from the get go. Uh, I knew I was going to play basketball and I know I knew it was going to be my livelihood in the future. Uh, just because I fell in love with it right away. You know, I was, you know, my dad was carrying me around through his practices, uh, games and, and everything. So I was just basketball from then on. And it was really fun because, you know, you, you had two athletes who represented the country, parents, and, you know, they, they know they know the way, they laid down the path. We, we just have to walk on it. You know, there will be obstacles here and there, but Having them as parents is awesome because they they know how to handle certain certain situations already. If I would say that allows us to, you know, just focus on our thing, focus on ourselves, focus on our sport, and excel. I guess that's the biggest advantage. 
And now that you're a part of the Jordan brand family, what is the coolest part about it so far? And what are you looking forward to the most? Well, of course, I'm looking forward to uh, meeting him one day. <laughs> of course, that would, be, that would be so awesome. You know, being a kid growing up in the 90s, being born in the uh, early 90s, just being awed by, you know, we, Last Dance came out and it was just so nostalgic for me to finally understand what I was watching back then. You know what I mean? So understood his principles, his belief, his desire to win. And and now that I'm part of his brand, hopefully I could meet him one day. Um, and, you know, just excited of, of, you know, carrying such a prestigious brand. We all know that, you know, Jordan's has been probably one of the top kicks when it comes to lifestyle. And now that we're trying to evolve into performance as well with the group that we have, hopefully we can make waves when it comes to basketball and performance shoes. Okay, so you now we're talking about shoes and that's what Soul Savvy is about. <laughs> okay, so all of us here were united over our love of basketball sneakers. I saw on Instagram you did a pretty big unboxing the other day, just like a huge stack of sneakers from Jordan Brand. Yeah. Um, I read that your first pair of J's were nines and that Jam yeah. 11 is your favorite Jordan. And... Uh, <laughs> So are you a big sneakerhead yourself? I am a big sneakerhead myself. You know, it's crazy because my mom would always get mad at me because I've been part of Nike since I was 13. And even so, I would get free shoes from Nike. I would still buy <laughs> different shoes that, you know, that I feel like I really want or, you know, it's, it's the rare kind of kicks that you would want to be one of the first to have it, of course. Still get him, try to look abroad or have someone to to buy it over s some store in the U.S. or s somewhere. So yeah, I'm a big sneakerhead myself. What are some of your favorite sneakers? Well, I would say the Jordan 4 Manila would be, you know, is probably at, at the top of my list. Uh, just because, you know, it represents the country. You know, it's only, there's only 150 pairs made. You know, I was the first one to break it out over here. Even cost a little stir on the social media. Um, and another favorite of mine is is my uh, I don't have it anymore but as you said the Jordan 11s the Space Jam Jordans just just because it has a sentimental value for me it's the fair, first pair of sneakers that I really bought with my own money <laughs> that I really saved up for and uh, bought it just because I love it so much yeah I read that when you got your Manila 4s you like put it back into a like a, a case right away to keep <laughs> Do you have like any crazy stories of, I guess, trying to acquire sneakers out there in the Philippines? You mentioned that, you know, you have some people abroad that have helped you in the past. You know, what's crazy is here in the Philippines, I've never won a sneaker raffle. Like I was always, I'm always taking the L every single time i've never won the sneaker raffle even though you know i put my name on it and it's it's nice because i try to really win it i try to let's see <laughs> i try to join it every single time when my email pops up all right there's 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 jordan's coming out uh raffle enter <laughs> and then i still end up not winning so <laughs> try to find another way to get the pair or cop the pair that's really funny, but I imagine yeah. that you're on the Jordan family. That Crazy. won't be a problem anymore. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay, so also on your Instagram, you have a photo with Kobe Bryant 
as a child signed, which means you met him more than once because you had to get that photo taken, then printed and then signed, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, you have like signed Kobe sneakers as well. Mm-hmm. Did you have a relationship with him? Tell us about that. Yeah, I would say that I kind of have a special bond with Kobe personally. I, w- I don't even know if he remembers me or anything, but the first time that I had the picture signed was he smiled and what he told me was, uh, look at you now. It was like that. When I, I showed him the picture that he was carrying me, uh, that was back in 97, the first time he came out. So, it, it, of course, you know, for him to say that, really, it's, it's still with me. It's stuck to me until now and forever will be. So, from that then on, every time he would come out over here, have his visits, uh, as much as possible, you know, he would chat like two, three minutes just to say hi, you know. He remembers me every time he comes out here. And... Yeah, I know it was just a blessing to be part to. Uh, he was my hero. He was my uh, childhood hero. Uh, besides, um, with Michael Jordan, uh, so th- th- there's just this special bond that I f- I will forever cherish with with Kobe. When was the last time you saw him? Oh, the last time I saw him was 2016, when the last time he came out here. The last the summer of 2016. That was the last time uh, he came out here. Araneta was filled because his banner of, you know, of of Nike and Kobe Bryant was was raised and it, it's still there in Araneta Coliseum. That's amazing. So I guess when he passed away, it was it was crazy. You know, uh, he just had an impact on so many people's lives, especially a lot of basketball players, because uh, I, I have a lot of older basketball teammates and friends who were really Kobe fans and Kobe was the guy who they really watched and looked up to growing up and you'd feel them because I'd, I'd text them they wouldn't reply they'd, they'd, they'd reply probably two three days after you'd know he did something great for basketball just with the impact that he had when he left on everybody so it's just not Filipinos I guess for everybody in the world and you know, it's amazing that until now, people still continue to live the Mamba mentality that he he has blessed upon us. So I'm sure, you know, I, I, it was really emotional for me to watch the Hall of Fame ceremony, especially with Michael Jordan being there. So, yeah, I, hope, I, I wish he was there to really receive the award. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> I got a tattoo when he died. I was so, like... Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> okay, so... It's no secret that Filipinos are huge basketball fans. But you also mentioned, you know, just very competitive sport is a very big component, I guess, of our culture. Tell us about the landscape of sport there in the Philippines. Filipinos are so passionate about sports. You know, we we associate ourselves with the word puso. It means, uh, you know, heart, you know. Now, just being underdogs in the basketball world, in the basketball scene, allows us to really just be ourselves and play our brand of basketball. So it's always nice to represent the flag, you know, and so much Filipinos crazy about basketball. You know, that's why every every time, you know, an NBA player would come in, they would fill out the arena, even not doing anything. So it's, it's, it's crazy. And every street, you'll, you'll see a basketball court, full court or half court, you know, Kids playing after school, construction workers on their breaks playing basketball. So 
you know, the street ball lifestyle, ball is life type of thing. Uh, that's how the landscape is over here in the Philippines. Yeah, I, I got a glimpse of that when I visited a few years ago and mm-hmm. during the NBA playoffs. So it was May. And so around this time, everywhere that we went, we we're in, in Boracay, everywhere that mm-hmm. we went, all the games were on repeat. Like they weren't live. Right. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm showing them every single time. Yeah, you can watch and, it. And, 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 and the people watching, they're watching like they haven't seen it before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're watching, they haven't watched it before. They're watching last night's game again and again and again. Exactly, exactly. That's really, it's it's so cool to, um, I guess, to speak to someone like who's actually a big part of the basketball culture in the Philippines personally. You're a leader on the world stage, right? You've got five gold medals in the Southeast Asian Games. You're the only basketball player to hold that. How do you compare that experience to playing in America? Because I know that before you went pro in the Philippines, you spent a year Mm-hmm. spent some time in the G League and you also played in the Drew League, which is both of which are really popular here. Tell us about that. You know, that experience really actually changed my career, changed my life, changed uh, a whole part of me uh, just by being alone and understanding, you know, the the diversity of basketball. You know, when I went to the States, it was a whole brand of basketball. People were more athletic, stronger, bigger, faster, quicker than you. And you had to find something that would make you competitive with them. So it was really hard. You know, I was all by myself and it was a struggle. I would be, I would, I would say, uh, to be honest, but again, you know, we, we learned from everything and I'd say it was a big chunk of my growth as a person, as a basketball player came from that experience of just by trying out and pursuing a dream of mine, just to don't regret anything. Uh, you know, it's always been a dream of mine to try it out. And I was able to do so. That's why, you know, even, you know, down the road, you know, I never, I'll never have no regrets of, of not trying it at all. So I guess that's one big part of me also that allows me to just be happy and play and not think about anything. Because I know that I know I'll never have no regrets anymore because I tried it out. So yeah, it also allowed me to learn a lot of, you know, leadership things. You know, I was coached by NBA caliber players and learned a lot from them, just absorbing everything that I was able to learn and increase my knowledge about the game. So, yeah, I think I, I, I think that allowed me to be the leader that I am right now with, with, with my group. Was there anyone in particular who made an impact in this knowledge that you learned there? Well, of course, you know, the Texas Legends, the affiliate of the Dallas Mavericks were a big part of, of that growth of mine from the back off, from the head office down to the coaching staff. You know, Sir uh, Malcolm Farmer, who was leading the team, Coach Bob McKinnon, Vin Baker was there, Charlie Bell was there. So... I was learning a lot from different minds and it was just a great mix of knowledge, a great mix of personalities and char- characters that, you know, you could learn from and apply it in different scenarios in, in, in my career. So uh, I'd say there's just no one person that really made an impact. It was just a combination of everybody that I met through the course of my stay there in the States. Who were some, I guess, pros that we know now that you shared a court with either at the G League or in the Drew League? Well, well, yeah, in the Drew League, you know who, who the popular ones are. You know, JaVale was there, Nick Young was there, 
uh, Demar was there. Uh, I was working out with Demar because we had this Demar DeRozan because uh, I was working out with uh, the same trainer. So we was on the court most of the time uh, together. And well, Damian Lillard and a lot of other NBA guys that I, I was fortunate enough to share the court and again, learn from them as well. I've heard great things about training with Damar because, well, first of all, I'm a Toronto girl, right? So Damar oh, yeah. is like a hero over here. And uh, yeah, um, our, CEO, when our CEO, he's like the biggest Dame fan. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> I also see that like there's a tie between Damar and like you looking up to Kobe because that's where he modeled his style of play from mm. as well. You talk about the competition uh there versus the philippines what do you think it will take to elevate philippine basketball well i think more more and more games internationally will allow us to compete with the stronger teams such as you know the u.s canada uh australia serbia you know we got to take care of business here at home first you know we have to really prepare and have a program like what we're having now that will really benefit the, the the country in the long run not just at the present you know before we would prepare for a tournament with that tournament itself and then probably two three months before we would just prepare for that now especially with the upcoming world cup in 2023 and we'll be part of the hosts preparation started already uh even from last year now we would have practices till it was cut short from the pandemic that happened so you know the the, the circumstances were unavoidable practices were cut but then again every time we would have a ch- chance to go t- go into a bubble work out and still continue the program we would do so every now and often so i guess that's what we need and you know more court time and uh, if travel if you can travel again hopefully soon playing some international teams would be really good uh, just to gauge and see where you are. Because at the end of the day, if you want to be at the world champs, you're going to beat the best. So might as well try and test your, your your skills right away by playing against them just to see what are the things you need to improve on and what are the things that you have to avoid. So uh, those type of things can allow the Philippines to have better finishes, you know, more wins, better you know, chances of getting a medal. So yeah. Every Filipino grows up playing ball. Most of us grow up playing ball, right? Whether you're on the street in your Dallas or like, you know, you have, <laughs> you have, you know, organized basketball. So I imagine like the infrastructure would also need to improve. Yeah, I think in terms of that, it's improving actually. It's it's great that a lot of gyms, a lot of world-class facilities are really starting to pop up uh, again. Just because of the pandemic, you know, everything was a little bit delayed. Everything was put on hold. But I think come 2023, the world, people will really expect a different Philippines uh, national team playing. Very excited to see that. Earlier, you spoke about the NBA in past tense. Is that dream? Like, do you ever dream about taking another shot at that? Or are you focused solely on pursuing your Philippines career? Well, yeah, I think from what I'm seeing and what I've experienced, you know, the dream has always been there and will always be there. And what I'm saying is if, if, if you're just playing your best, you're trying to dominate every single time, you're, you're being the best player out there in the court, people will take notice. 
So what I had to do, I guess, is you know try not forget about the dream at all, but focus on me, focus on the things that I have to do to win, uh, prove myself uh, every single aspect that I can. Because you know the NBA is a different story; it's a different beast. You know, if if, if you come in eighty percent ready, they're going to tear you up. <laughs> so you have to be battle ready every single night. You know. The, those are the best players in the world you know everybody from different countries play there and that's their dream i have probably a billion other dreamers uh, of making it to the nba so you have to be on your toes and you have to be the hardest working guy out of a billion people and that's really hard to do yeah and let's not discount the fact that you know a lot of people from here i know personally have gone home to the philippines to pursue pro basketball. And mm-hmm. I think they also get a little taste of reality because it's not, you know, it's not easy over there. It's still. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. And you now I personally know a lot of people from Canada that, that come out here, good friends with them. Every time they would come in, like it's a different league, huh? especially when it comes to the physicality <laughs> uh, of, of basketball. So, but you know, they can adjust quickly, you know, being pros, they, they, they get to adjust and, you know, feel the game and, you know, improve every game too. I bet you I know who those people are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a pretty small community here. Um, it is. What do you think of the future of Filipinos in the NBA? Do, we do have some prospects to be excited about. Um, I guess mm-hmm. Kai Soto is the most uh, recent one. Do you foresee Filipinos entering the NBA in the near future? Oh, uh, yeah, hopefully. I guess all it takes is one, and Kai is the biggest chance uh, right now, man, in the near future. I was actually in another podcast, and we talked about, you know, having a Filipino in the NBA. And I told them, it's like, you know, everybody would be on their chairs, focused on their TV, come draft day of, of Kai, just waiting on, on <laughs> his name to be called. And there, there was this one guy who, who said he, he had a comment like, it would be like for men, it would be their Miss Universe where everybody's just waiting on, on Kai Soto to be called and everybody would just shout and just be proud to be Filipino. So uh, it was really funny that he was able to relate it to that. So I cracked up a little bit. And But come to think of it, it was it's really true. You know, all, all the basketball players from my age, so the, probably the older generation of basketball players here, just waiting for that to happen. So we, we can't wait for that. Yeah. And I think, honestly, you joining Jordan Brand opens up a new lens to Filipino basketball players as well. So you're opening doors for a lot of people who are coming after you. We have like a little bit of a taste of a, a Jordan Clarkson is half Filipino. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is, though. Early in his career, he had um, come to Toronto to play in OVO Fest. Or not OVO Fest. Um, crap. It was an OVO basketball tournament. I'm drawing mm-hmm. blanks at the name. I, I go every year. And he was still brand new. And he was, um, he did an appearance at Max's Chicken. Oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> but no one knew him yet. And now he's like, everyone's obviously, he's a state, a household name. And he, yeah. he's telling Philippine. Yeah, that, 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 that's nice because I was able to be with Jordan one time when he played here uh, for the Asian Games. You know, such a, Great dude, uh, fun to be around with, and you'll see how 
different NBA guys work uh, on, on their craft and how professional he is. So I was blessed to be, you know, have an opportunity to be with him. And now he's, I'd say, a front runner for the sixth man of the year uh, in the NBA. Yeah. So many exciting things for us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. lastly, I don't want to take out too much of your time, but lastly, what is your, beyond what we've talked about, what is your ultimate goal with Jordan Brand? Of course, my ultimate goal is to, again, with, with what we've talked about, is to open a lot of doors for aspiring Filipinos, aspiring athletes all over the world, all over my country, our country. You know, as long as you work hard, focus on yourself, focus on every single detail that you, that you can to be better. You know, it allows you to put yourself in the best position to be successful. And uh, with that, you know, a lot of opportunities can come along. And at the same time, when those opportunities come along, you have to be smart about it. You have to, I guess, be on your toes because a lot of opportunities don't come very often. Once it comes, you have to grab it. And I guess that's what I did with, with, with Jordan Brand, having an opportunity to be part of their family. And now that I have this responsibility to perform on and off the court, just to maintain a very high standard with this family, with Jordan uh, projects, that's another part that I want to inspire uh, to the to the athletes of, you know, just being professional, just being you know a true person who's dedicated to his craft. So those are the goals with Jordan Brand. You know, I know I can attain them uh, with their help, with their guidance. And yeah, I'm just so excited to be, you know, to, to do a lot of things with them and for them. So hopefully the pandemic can, can allow us to do so. And, you know, just, just excited and ecstatic for what's to come. Can we look forward to a shoe? I, I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see though. But uh, there's a long, there's a long way to go. Now, there's yeah. a Long list of players uh, in that line. You know, Zion just came out with his first one. Uh, everybody's in line there. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I know you're a busy guy. I know you're tired. Of, you had a long <laughs> travel. Tell us where to find you, social media. Well, yeah, I know. I appreciate being here with Soul Savvy, you know. You guys, you know, I've always been a, uh, a fan of you guys. Just appreciate the love for the sneaker culture. Anna, thank you for having me here. And, you know, you can check me out on Twitter with Kiefer Avena and on Instagram, Kiefer Avena 15 A lot of content coming your way, of course, with, with my stay with Jordan. And hopefully you can continue to support my career. And hopefully shout out to all the Filipinos out there in Canada. Hopefully you're y'all doing well. I have a lot of friends over there. Uh, hopefully everybody's staying healthy and safe. And yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, Soul Savvy has a Canadian American audience, so we're in. oh, let's go! Yeah, for all the Filipinos out there in the states too, for sure. You know, I mean, in LA, you you you'd think you're still in Manila, so uh, with a lot of Filipinos over there. So uh, shout out to everybody out there in in the states too. All right, Kiefer, thank you so much for joining us once again. Thank you. Everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Soul Savvy Podcast. We'll see you on the next one.